Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 Nothing but Memphis. Everywhere we go, it's Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee, the beautiful land in the world. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901, where we are presented. Whoa, I just looked at their background, and our background looks horrible. What happened to it? Sorry. Uh, I happened to it. <laughs> a, a little uh, a little stoppage real quick. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to it. Uh, it probably was Nate, but... Yeah, this is the Grizz One Podcast. Uh, we're presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. Uh, but I am your host, Daniel Greer, and my guy, my weekday boo. What's up, Nate? What is cracking? We are going to have technical difficulties today, but it's not going to oh be my Wi-Fi cutting out. So at least we're not going to have that issue today. So we'll, we'll see. My God. Well, if you were here last time, it was a S show, we'll say. Uh, very politely, it was Nathan. He was screwing up everything. Like, I was getting screwed up. My, my video was getting screwed up just by his issues. I don't know what happened, but uh, today's a new day. Um, I just got back from being down in New Orleans, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, took a, another guy, DC, with us from Grizzly. We had a blast. We went to the game, uh, met some cool people, had some great food. Um, and literally was in the arena with some, uh, mid, mid fans. Uh, the entertainment there was lower than mid, like the entertainment was horrible. Okay. Like the in-game entertainment was atrocious. Supposedly they're not locals, so they don't understand, but still, I guess okay. whoever's doing it, it's not good. Okay. I, I, I hate, I don't want to just crap on the people, but it was, it was bad. And it's the worst I've seen. And I, maybe we're just, maybe the Grizzlies is just so good that when you're there, you're like, all right, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, some stuff is goofy, but it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, pretty, I would pretty expect mid. the entertainment in NOLA to be pretty good. That's the one thing I would never think there'd be an issue with. So that's surprising. But it it's not bad. a basketball town yet. It doesn't feel like. I know there's that the fans think it's a basketball town. And I get that. And I respect that because you are really diehard into the team. But yeah, it's still a football city. Yeah, it 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 felt like they didn't really know what they wanted to be. But anyway, that's enough about that. Um, what I want to hit on is pretty much I want to go to the overreactions. Okay, the Grizzlies. All right, they lose in New Orleans to the Pelicans, who are good. Okay, this is not like the Pelicans are not good. I'm just gonna put that out there right away. Pelicans are good. They're actually probably better when they don't have JV and Zion, but that's just me. But looking at this team, they did not have Zion. The Grizzlies did not have Bane. They also do not have Zaire still, which is obviously an issue, especially in a game like against a team like New Orleans, when you need as much, as much defensive help. 
it, it was it was god awful. Um, one thing about the game that I will say, the game was much closer than the score says. Like yeah. it says, it's an eleven point game. The Grizzlies were leading by one point when John ja Morant went out of the game with two minutes and eight seconds. Okay, by the time Ja got back in. Uh, he came back in with 818. He was at the scores table with nine minutes. So another, you know, roughly, you know, almost 45 seconds went by. But he was walking to when there was nine plus on the clock. He was walking to the scores table, could not get in the game. But at that point, they were up one, I believe. Uh, yeah, they're up one. And when he got back in the game with 818, they were down nine. That literally, that's the game right there. That 10-point swing when Jaw was out of the game for roughly six minutes, 10-point swing when he's off the court, that's ball game. Is that what you saw? Yeah, I mean, without Jaw in, it was just game over. There was just It was not going to be able to happen without him on the court. And unfortunately, I mean, I put this out there, that was just the story of the entire game, right? I mean, they were winning when Jaw was on the court, and yeah. when he was off, they were losing. There was, there was no offensive flow. And the problem is when they don't have offensive flow, they don't have – they still don't have the defensive discipline to be able to lock in on that end until that flow comes back. It's just yeah. not there. And, I mean, again, part of the problem is going to be you're playing David Roddy and Santi yeah. Aldama and Brandon Clark together, you know, and they were yeah. – it was not many minutes. I don't remember how many minutes they were on the floor together. It's just a defensive disaster. Every yeah. time on the court, because those are three guys that have to be told what to do. They don't just, they're not just in the spot they need to be in, right? Yeah. And Santi and Roddy, they just haven't played enough to be able to do that, right? BC, it's just, listen, he, it's just not his game. He is not a mental player. He is an athlete. <laughs> that's just what that is. That's, that's the nicest way I can put it. It's just, he's have, not a cerebral player, right? We have two of those. Two of those. <laughs> yeah. Who's the other one? I, I'm going to say Jaron. I'm going to say you're talking about Jaron. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Which they're, Jaren, they're, they're not smart Jaren, players. They're athletes. Yes, I think Jaron has a little bit more to cerebral. I think he just – he is still gets caught up in the moment. We saw last year him grow. Very sort of, much so. In a mental way, right? We haven't seen right. that with DC yet. That's what I'm saying. Like right. Jaron has that part of his game that just he doesn't access. Brandon just – that's just not what he's going to be. He, yeah. He's just, just not what he's going to be. So, well, listen, um, and the reason I say that with Jaron, I see, um, you know, the comment that he's, he is a smart player. Um, if you're the, he was by far the tallest player on the court. Like looking at him next to JV, he looks so, so much bigger, so much bigger than him. Like was so much bigger than him. He was a giant out there. He's filled out so much compared to his first year. Even last year, Jaron is just a man. Like, he is a man. Like, I just, mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't know how else to say it. The dude looks awesome. I get that. Nobody passed it to you. Listen, I, I just put up 28 in my old man league. I, I, I'm not saying anything. I know how post guys think. I don't get the ball. I don't get the ball either. But you know what I do? I go out and get it, and I take it into the post. Let me share something with you real quick. Jaron was awesome in a lot of ways defensively. Offense, he was 0-7 from deep. That was my issue. 
a smart player, I get it. You are in the spot. You have an open three. You shoot it. It doesn't go in. That's going to happen. I'm not saying don't take the threes. But after your third one, maybe your fourth one, you're not you're not in rhythm. You're not hitting shots. Dude, take it to the front of the rim. They were closing out just as hard on him as they were other players like Dylan Brooks. They were closing out on Jaron so hard. One pump fake, they were coming out hard. One dribble around, he's at the front of the rim. Dude, he's go-go gadget arms. He can dunk on anybody. That's my issue with Jaron. I'm not saying that he's not a smart player completely. I think in a lot of ways he's grown because the coaching staff has helped him where they run him four, four to six minutes at a time instead of those eight to ten-minute stretches where he gets a little bit lazy and a little lackadaisical. <clears throat> Besides that, um, I, I do think that you have to – being as big as it, you got to get to the front of the rim if, you're, if your shot's not falling. So I completely agree about him needing to be in there. I game one of Jaron. I mean, I'm just not going to take anything from it, right? And I, I completely agree when you get to fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, three, right? <laughs> and none of them are falling. Like, find a way to get in there. But that is a team thing. Like, I get it. Get the ball up high. Work your way into the post. But that's never been Jaron's game. And I think. And I, I put this out there. I put that a lot more on Taylor Jenkins and the rest of the guys. You have to find a way to get him in there. Because when Jaron gets to the paint, he's taking guys off the dribble. He's not going and dribbling his way into a post-up. What should he be able to do? Does he need to learn how to do? Sure. It's never been his game. And first game back, that's a lot to ask for him to start doing something he's never done before. You've got to find a way to get him the ball there. You just do. You, and I think. If he's continuing to launch threes, we know Taylor Jenkins has said a million times he wants him to let it fly. That's your job as a coach to say, quit doing that. Get yourself in a rhythm, right? And listen, as far as a whole offensive scheme, that's what it's going to be, right? That's what it's going to be all the rest of the season. That's what it's going to be as long as John Morant's there, Desmond Bain's there, Jaron Jackson's there. As long as Taylor Jenkins is a coach, they're going to have a let it fly mentality. Your job as a coach is in your first, your player's first game back saying, hey, do this to get in the rhythm. Not saying just let it fly. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How many, what, what year is Jaron in this year? Year five, is that right? That's correct? Is that right? It, it, didn't, it didn't seem like right to me, but I think that is year five. Let's just I agree. Right. I think you're right. Year four or five, right. who cares? Year four or five. doesn't matter. That's the coach. He job. should be able to do that. He's got to be able to do that. He's a man. He's never done it before, Daniel. He, it's his first I'm only back asking him. Injury. I'm and asking him to did. dribble twice. I'm asking him to dribble twice. Two I times, agree. I'm disappointed that he's never done it before. I'm saying your job as a coach is to get him into something that he's comfortable with, which it can be shooting a three, which wasn't happening. I don't have a problem with Jaron coming out well, and shooting threes. I have a problem with Jaron coming out and shooting seven threes and not making any of them. Yes. Or get him the ball in the post or let him take guys off the dribble. He did try and take guys off the dribble. Didn't I'm not have. asking. I'm not asking him to take guys off the dribble. I'm not. I literally. That's not his no, game. No, no, no. I'm saying that's what he's done before. Jaron's he, already done that. He has. He does. That's not his game, though. That's not really what he does on no. a normal basis. I wish he wouldn't try to make. It I'm crazy. asking him to to take in rhythm shots. He was in the short corner, literally being Santi Effin Aldama. That's what he was yeah. on the offensive end. Yeah. He was he was a stretch big who was shallowing out and being in the short corner. 
that is not his game. His game is actually at the perimeter where he steps into it. And that is that's what he has to be. No, I, 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 well, he makes those corner threes. He makes his corner threes. I, I'm not I'm not mad about him being there. That's sometimes. not his shot, though. I agree. That's not his game. But I'm saying that's a coaching thing. Why is he parked out I'll in vote. the corner? That, that's listen, true. I, 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 there were some people saying, hey, we need to fire Taylor Jenkins and like, oh spaces and stuff. Bro, first off, ease up. All right. He's he's showing up to a gunfight with some butter knives right now. All right. So we got to <laughs> give him some slack. But at the same time, I criticized Taylor Jenkins afterwards as well because there's one, some decisions were just rough. I don't understand not playing Steve at all. But some of that is just scheme. I mean, how many times are we going to get burned by help defense giving up open threes before we just say, hey, the coach has some responsibility in this? Let me tell right? you why. And the scheme, before we get to that, I actually do want you to tell me why. <laughs> With Taylor and Jaron being in the corner, I'm like, that's a coach thing. Get him in the post. And then if they're not feeding them, take a timeout, dog cuss him, which he's been willing to do this year, and I'm actually pretty excited about and get them to give him the freaking ball. And if they can't give him the ball, pull him out of the game until somebody can get him the ball. That's yeah. got to be something. You can't not make that entry pass. And well, he was there way too often for them to not I agree. Hey, but that also says, like, Jaron is a leader on this team, okay? Mm-hmm. If you want the ball, you have to demand the ball. And that that's very, very elementary. I listen, I'm not criticizing Jaron for that first game. Okay. I, I know I sound like it. I know very much so. I'm not. It's his first game. He played more minutes than I expected. He did much better defensively than I ever expected. Okay. So I don't want to come off as criticizing Jaron completely. I'm saying <clears throat> it goes back to what we talked about in the video. He's just not a smart player, in my opinion, because smart players know who they are. And maybe it's not intelligence, maybe it's not basketball iq maybe it's like he doesn't understand who he is on this team he doesn't understand that he is a leader that he has to demand the ball that when we literally don't have our (laughs) second best player and desmond bain you have to be that guy it's his first game too so i get it he's probably trying to feel himself he's probably effing dying out there trying to breathe because that's probably half of it he was so winded like halfway through the first quarter i was like that dude is dying so maybe he's actually not wanting the ball in the post (laughs) and he's like all right let me get out to the short corner because it's a lot easier and i can just i'm tired i'm tired yeah i'm tired maybe that's it uh i don't want yeah i don't want to crap on jaron like dude i i love jaron as a person more than i love him as a player uh just because i haven't seen his game develop into the uh, the aggressiveness that I, I would like like for him to be. He just he's not aggressive enough for me personally. I think he can be aggressive. I think he has to de- evolve into that, and I think he will. It just takes a little time. It's time to move on. We've talked yeah, way too much about Jaron to be his first game back, but it's just there's not yeah. much of it. No, there, there's not. Um, so what I was going to say is, um, in this game, the reason that the Grizzlies did not look as good defensively. Let me just let me read some names off to you. Um, John Morant, John Conchar, Brandon Clark, Santi Aldama, Tyus Jones, David Roddy. Not good defenders. None of no. them. They're all on our team. We love them. They're not good defenders. They're below average defenders. Whatever. That's why, literally, Bain is a much better defender than I'd say most of those guys now. And so There's- without Bain, it, it, it hurt. Without Zaire, it definitely hurts because those are two better defenders. They're plus defenders. And so that's why. That's why the game went the way it went. There's very few in-game takeaways from this. You know? Oh, yeah. 
Other than I was I happy mean, with the game. I see. I was not happy with the game, but it was because uh, it was the offensive end for me. I, I think I don't know what's up with Tyus. He is not look. We'll get to that. He's yeah, we'll look- get to that. Um, and I don't. I don't want to stop you too much because I want to talk yeah. about the second unit issues. But before mm-hmm. we get there, I want to maybe put a let's put a bow on this game because. I, I do want to hit on the overreactions, and I don't know what you have. Do you have any overreactions on this game in particular? Overreactions? No, I'm pretty tired of the help defense not being addressed. They're way overhelping, and there just got to be more on on ball pride on defense. I think they just yeah. got to figure it out. Um, and part of it again, half the time it's overhelping. It's David Roddy, and it's just because he's a rookie. He just he just doesn't know yet. Just hasn't yeah. caught up yet. Um, the one he, over, should, he shouldn't know. He, he's literally a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie, so I'm not worried about it. Um, I the there's one overreaction from everyone else. Can I address an overreaction from everyone else? Yeah, go ahead. Why are we thinking Jake Laravia is Jesus Christ to this team? Hey, and he's honestly, not Lord and Savior. And listen, I get, I get wanting the good version of Laravia. I came on this podcast. I think it was last week, maybe the week before. And said Laravia has been football links better than I thought he was going to be, but he got yeah. sick, and I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. He's <laughs> bad since he got yeah. sick, and that's okay. Like that's okay. He's going to be fine. But acting like people are like, why isn't Laravia playing? I'm like, uh, because he airballed three different shots the last game, guys. Yeah, that's why. And he's not—he's not as good defensively as Roddy. As much as I'm saying Roddy's a liability on defense, he's not been as good. He's been a better rebounder. I'll give him that. But true defensively, Roddy is better right now. And if Laravia is not going to be able to hit shots, which he will, he's going to get there. But right now, he's not. Why do we think he's going? It would be—he would be such a negative. He would have been such a negative in that game, unless all of a sudden he just flipped a switch and turned exactly back to like the best version of himself. So. This Laravia stuff, I'm with everyone of wanting the good version of Laravia and thinking yeah. he can really help with this team. Since he's been sick, he's not been that. So why are we acting like he is? That's the yeah. one thing that I I seriously I felt like freaking Will Ferrell and Zoolander. I'm like, am I taking crazy pills? Am I the yeah. only one who has seen this? And so, so that's the only thing I wanted to address because I was driving I, me crazy. I so there's criticism of Taylor Jenkins because of that. There's criticism of Taylor Jenkins because of so many things. And it's the it's the dumbest take I've ever heard. And wanting to get rid of him as a coach and he's had a winning season, I think every season is yeah. weird to me. Which we can't Whatever. be clear enough. Even though I criticize Taylor, I love him as a coach. By no yeah. means I want a different coach. I, I rarely open. yeah, I rarely criticize him. Um uh, just because um I understand the point of what he's having to go through and like he doesn't have he doesn't have all his, you know, guns. Like literally, he's going to a fight and he doesn't, he's short on some guns. He's just trying to make do. Um, whatever. Anyway, um, on that, I will say that I, I thought it was weird that Laravia was, you know, wh- they chose Roddy over Laravia for the simple fact that uh you got a big back, so you had one extra big. I, I thought because you're out Bane, who's a guard, I thought that's an easy Laravia over Roddy. I get the whole like, hey, one's not been dude. Laravia and Marathi are the same to me right now. They're ju- they're okay. They have their moments, good and bad. They're the same to me personally. I just thought you needed a guard, somebody that I felt like can shoot better on three than Roddy can. Uh, but as we've seen lately, who knows? 
I yeah. think at that point you maybe put one in, ride him for six minutes. If he doesn't, maybe switch it half. Like, hey, let's let's go to Laravia this second half um, and let him know. I I don't know, but personally, what I would say, I think that there's something still wrong with Laravia in his hip. I think there's a hip issue. He looked yeah. bad last game when he came off the court. He was pointing at it, got treatment on it. I think there's still something there. He might not be on the injury report. I still think there's something there. So I don't want to go too far into that. Um, but let me just like share that the game <coughs> completely. John Morant, he was, I think he was a plus five, uh, I believe. Uh, one second. He was, now that I just lost it, I had it up while you were talking. Uh, he was, says he, it was, he has a plus five in the game. Okay. Everybody else outside of Dylan Brooks was a negative. Dylan was a plus one. That's plus or minus. On and off the court, Ja was a plus 16 when he was when he was on the court. Okay. Like when they when he was off, dude, they gave up 16 more points. It was crazy. The first time he he played all the first quarter. They were up by three. He came he came back in in the second quarter with 552 because he played the first 12, 552, and they were already down three. So that's a six-point swing there. I said earlier, he played until the two-minute mark, was up one, came back, and he was down nine. That's part of it. But being a 16-point difference of being on and off the court is huge. But uh, that's what it comes down to. Ja was amazing. Everybody else was okay. When you have a guy and I have a team that shoots, what was it, 47% from three? I think they shot. And obviously, it was over 50% for C.J. McCollum. But they shot 47.4% from three. C.J. shot seven of 13. I think he and then the Grizzlies had zero three pointers made in the fourth quarter and two in the third quarter. Like you can't win games like that. When you shoot 24, 25.7% from three, you can't win games. That's just part of it. That's life. Cool. And here's why not to freak out about that game. Saying Jaw is amazing and everyone else was okay is very generous to everyone else. <laughs> It, it, like if you tuned in to watch John Morant, you had a great night. If you tuned great in night. to watch the Grizzlies, it wasn't great. It just it, it wasn't fantastic. And yeah. if CJ McCollum did what he's been doing the rest of the season, the Grizzlies win that game. Yeah, they were actually, I think the Pelicans, except, dude, last night, dude, they killed it again on three pointers. Uh, Herb oh, yeah, Jones can... <laughs> had he's hit two the whole year. Hit two against the Grizzlies and two last night against whoever they played, Chicago. Like. Like, come Dude, on. Like that. He's back to being CJ McCollum. All he had to do was see the Grizzlies uniform and he's back <laughs> to being CJ McCollum. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Literally, I mean, that was it. If McCollum had been, what are they in? That was game number 14 for them. What he'd been 13 games straight for the season, the Grizzlies win that game, even with everyone being like, okay. And they're yeah. going to figure it out. I mean, until yeah. Zaire and Bain are playing, you're just, there's not much to take away. They don't have their team. Yeah. I, agree. I will say this is the one overreaction I have. Oh, God. I've never said this before at all. I've not been my MO. I think the Grizzlies almost have to make a move this year mm. and trade for somebody that can contribute. I think they have to. All right. So I was looking at it. You got Ja Bain, Jaron, yep. Yep. Dylan Adams. Those are good. They're good. Those guys are good. That's your five. Then you're going to have Tyus. You're going to have Conchar. Zaire. Zaire. We'll say Brandon. Brandon, for sure. Aldama. Your, Aldama, yeah, that's your five. Like, 
The rookies, like, God, I want people let people know the rookies might not play again if we're healthy. Like, they're going to play spot minutes and people rest. Like, that's part of it. That back five, we're going to be okay. As soon as you get past that back five, it goes straight to Laravia and Roddy. Am I missing anyone? Tillman, maybe, but Tillman, I'd put below them. Tillman Kennedy. If somebody's out, you're just you're just screwed because anyone and it's not, not I understand true. needing to have your eight. I understand needing to have your eight. You don't want to have your full ten. If any one of those guys, you really can lose Tyus or Ja. But if you lose Bane, if you that's lose the Zaire, that's it. Bane's the issue. Well, Bane but is, Zaire Bane. is the other guy who's gonna be able to bring you scoring, I think. To a point. And we'll hit on that. We'll hit on that. Uh we'll go to that next because I think that uh works into our second unit stuff uh before that i think we should go ahead and kind of share the news uh we do have some big news that we're going to share uh okay. this will be um our last podcast for grizz 901 at the 11 a.m hour throughout the week we're not doing that anymore uh and i'm going to tease it by saying let's go to uh hey our merch stand uh buy some merch <laughs> Uh, grindcitydesigns.com backslash grizz901, grindcitydesigns.com backslash grizz901. Uh, also, our presenting sponsor is Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they do treat you like family. If you do have any needs at all, make sure you go hit up Zach. Let them know the Grizz901 team sent you. 901-459-4227, ZachInsuresMemphis.com, Z-A-C-H, <laughs> ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Let them know we sent you. I promise you they will hook you up with a good deal. He's my guy. Let him be your guy. All right, let's get to it real quick. I know we're going to have to talk about second unit issues, so that's coming up. This is the new stuff. This is what's happening. We are going to go to post-game shows. Black Lives Matter, let's let's see in the chat, because I know you're the one that kind of started this whole conversation. Uh, we want to shout out to you for kind of requesting that. I think when we even asked about um, that, being an, that being the thing, like what? What do you want from this? I, I know you commented on that, so I want to say say thank you to that. But um, anybody else that's listening in the podcast, uh, the podcast will remain the same. Let me explain <laughs> to you why we're making this change. Uh, for one, eleven a.m. on Tuesday, Thursday, dude, is great for me. It's actually the best because if you look around, it's just animals here. Like these guys, these are the only ones that bother <laughs> me during during the day. That's it. At night, I got a lot more. I got family. I got uh, I got my wife. Uh, so that that's an issue. But I'm always watching um, the. I'm always watching the game. Uh, yeah, let's let listen. Let's just put this up. Um, just want to go somewhere with fans that want to trade my main Jitty after every game. Uh, yeah, young, that is young Harriet. Uh, she's trying. To, she's actually like trying to sabotage him, saying like he is really good, just so she thinks he'll get traded. Uh, but what we're doing is we're not going to be at ev- we're not going to do every single game, okay? The Grizzly Spaces, the Grind City, the Grindhouse with EJ and his crew, they're still going to be on right after the game ends. We will not be right after the game ends. About thirty minutes or so after the game ends, once I can kind of collect my thoughts, look at actually look over the game, the information, uh, break it down. Maybe we maybe we'll talk a little bit before uh, the uh, before we actually go live between the crew. Uh, but there will be a crew of three. Uh, that'll be the the running idea. It's going to be three of us. And mainly it'll go, it's going to be Nathan and Ryan, who are my two co-hosts already. They won't be at every show, and neither will I. Okay? So 
maybe if I'm not here, Nathan runs the uh, runs the show. There'll be two other guys from Grizz Lead, uh, but it mainly will be us that'll be talking in the chat. We're gonna obviously pull up stuff and we'll talk about it. What people have, uh, but roughly 30 minutes after uh, the game ends, we're gonna go live um, definitely during the week, and I'm gonna put up. Um, uh, I guess I guess we'll put up somewhat of a schedule of when we're going to do it. You'll be you'll be notified, and we'll try to let everybody know. Um, especially the, the more we get into this, we'll kind of get everybody uh, more of a schedule of when we're going to do it, when we're not going to do it. If it's a big game, you can better believe we'll be doing it. Uh, but if it's just a random Friday night against a terrible team uh, like the uh, Houston Rockets, probably not going to do it. But if it's a Thursday, more than likely during the week, 100% we'll do it. So uh, we'll go 30, 30 to 45 minutes breaking everything down. So go over to uh, uh, Spaces, at Spaces Grizzlies. Go there right away. Uh, you can hear all the crazy stuff that people are saying and then jo join us over here. And at some point, we'll get the link out to different fans and we'll actually bring you up on camera um, as we kind of get more comfortable with this. But let us get comfortable first before we start bringing up people uh, actually on video uh, because you never know what they're going to say. And I got to make sure I am going to control that for the most part. So uh, we got to be careful who we bring up. So Besides that, that's what our plan is. We're bringing a new a new podcast, uh, Free Basketball. They're going to be doing that. They're going to show you the NBA landscape of things. Uh, the No Bluff podcast, obviously, they're raw. They're great. They're going to give you that their same content, um, and they're going to talk about the key topics. You can listen to those podcasts throughout the week. Ours will be just after post game, so you have a little bit more time to actually catch our podcast. Because right now, you know, we are like. Tuesday, I think we put up a podcast at 11. The game was at 6.30. There's not much time for you to hear our, our content. So um, that's it. All right, let's move on. Second second unit issues. This is my thing. And I want to I wanna ask you this because I think this is what happens when Bain isn't around. Bain always leaves out around the, the what, that six to eight minute mark, depending on the game and how it's flowing. Um, he'll leave out and come back in towards the end of the first quarter when Ja goes out or he'll start the second. What that does is that gives this second unit a guy, a creator, somebody who can go get a shot if you need it, somebody you can actually run the offense through, even though they are more of the scheme-type offense. Like, they're they're running a plan such as what Tyus does. Tyus is Alex Smith. Tyus is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to wow you, but he's going to do just enough to make sure that the, the boat is being steered in the right direction. So, when you don't have Bane, what do you do? Well, the Grizzlies... They didn't do anything. They try to use Jaron in that role. And if Jaron's not going to be aggressive, if he's working his way to come back, that's not the right fit, in my opinion. So let me let me share this with you and see what you think. If for some reason Ja is, is being out of the game for six minutes at a time, right? So he's out for 12 total minutes of a game. That should give him what? I think it's what, 36? Um, yeah, 36 minutes a game. That's roughly good. You know, that's what you're going to be at with him on average. So I think what the Grizzlies should start doing is using Ja as their creator for the second unit. You bring him out the last three minutes of the game and you bring him back in the first three. That's a little bit different, a little bit more because they've been, you know, maybe two minutes, maybe a minute. And then, <clears throat> and then Tyus is in there. But try to skip three minutes from that last first quarter. And then in the first part of the th second quarter, hopefully they can not die in those six minutes. I think that actually gives you more time with Tyus <laughs> with the with the starters because Tyus can run that unit with starters because there's more creators 
he can run it with Steve-O a little bit better. So you give Tyus a little bit more time with the starters. And then it actually moves Ja to the second unit, which gives them a creator because really all you need is Ja and those other guys can just set uh, hit knockdown shots. What do you think? I'm with you as long as the guys can knock down shots because that was one of the things that I was saying they need to go trade for somebody who can shoot. That was going to be what I was going to say is because if you lose any of Zaire or Bain, because I'm anticipating Zaire being able to knock down shots like he was in summer league preseason yeah. and all that jazz. But if you lose that, you don't have anybody. You got Laravia, who's a rookie, who you're hoping can turn into that. Here's hoping. He could. <laughs> Here's hoping. And then you got Tyus. But that's not Tyus's game. That's not what we want Tyus to do. We want him yeah. to manipulate the defense, dribble drive, be able to kick the shooters himself, hit his floater. Then it's like you got Santi, who is much improved, but that's not the guy you want taking your corner threes. You know, it's not what we want Jaron doing. It's really you got Bain and Zaire. Ja obviously has improved his shot, which is fantastic. But it's the same thing. That's not his game. The Grizzlies need guys who can be perfectly content to sit on the perimeter and just hit a shot when they get the ball. And I thought I was hoping Conchar would really step into that role. And he just hasn't, he's been a little streakier than I thought he would be. And he's just not, I mean, he's just not shooting enough. He's not a creator though. That's the thing is like what's happening right now. There's only, there's only two guys that are on the, on the second unit that have been the same the whole year. Right. Cause you've had Conchar had to go start. You've had Aldama have to go start. And now he's back in the second unit. Okay, and you have Jake sometimes plays, Roddy sometimes plays. You have Tyus with Brandon Clark, and that's it. And the rest is a hodgepodge. Like, who's available? Who are we yeah. playing tonight? And yeah. that's the issue. Like, Tyus is trying to figure things out, but you're like, hey, who, who, who's on the second unit tonight? Okay, cool. Uh, how are we running this whole thing? Uh, we're trying to go ten men. You know, ten man. Oh, is Xavier Tillman tonight? Okay, cool. Let's figure out his game. Let's try to work around Xavier Tillman. Like things like that, it's very hard when you are used to a certain way and you and literally there's no like there's there's no anything that just kind of is the same. It's just Brandon Clark and it's Tyus. And honestly, I would rather see if we can get some more minutes with Tyus and Steve-O, who are really good together, very good passers. They can actually help that helps Tyus get going into his floater. And then Jaw, um, I know he needs Steve-O, but he doesn't need him as much as Tyus might. I think. I think allowing that to transition and move Ja into playing with guys that are less good, uh, Mr. Sir coughs a lot. Uh, you can have guys that are actually able to play like around Ja, and it will always make them better. Anybody that plays with Ja, unlike unless you're Charles Barkley, you are a better player because of it. And I think that's really what it breaks down to. I hurt my feelings to call me. That man. was my shot. That was my shot, Chuck. Yeah, I mean, I was. Damn it, chat the national TV for entertainment. Great. If you listen to ESPN or TNT for actual information, you're you're setting yourself up for failure. But um, listen, having Jaron back is going to be big for the Stevo minutes and the way they're able to stack that. Because Aldama could not be happier with the way he performed so far. Yeah, this season I agree. In that role, he's not the guy to be able to be on there and be your big on the court. He's not. And Brandon has never been and Tillman has never been that's just not so having Jaron be able to stack his minutes with Steve will help with that be able to put Tyus with Steven sometimes and have Ja roll with Jaron but then they're going to want to put Jaron with Tyus which is fine those are you can make both of those work I just think 
you got to have guys you can throw it to, and they're just going to knock shots out the other guys. And what we've tried to do is do that through the draft, right? What the team's tried to do. Sorry, I don't work for the team. <laughs> and it's now. just it's getting to the point where they're going to be in two biggest situations to need to rely on rookies. It just is. It's they need their version of the Otto Porter Jr. Steph's locked down, Clay's knocked down. Otto Porter Jr. hits the dagger on the Grizzlies. They need that, and I don't think that they have that. If one of the guys goes out, if they have one of their shooters go out, they they just don't have it, and so that's why I think they need to make the move. But um, I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. I, I think it's something that, and it's way too early. It's way too early for me to say way. for sure that needs to happen. I think that is come December. I'm still going to think that. I think oh, yeah. when I'm turning to New Year. I'm still going to think that. We'll see. It's too early to say for sure. But that's where I'm leaning. But uh, I'm with you on the Adams minutes and putting him with Tyus. I <laughs> do not want to look up and see Adams play 13 minutes again for the rest of the regular season unless he goes out with injury. I was very frustrated about that. He is, he is the advantage. He he's the reason that Ja gets the spacing that he gets a lot of times. And I know Ja higher top of the key. <laughs> yeah, and Ja was getting it by himself, right? Like Ja's able to do that, but it makes his makes Ja's life so much easier. And I think this is my only criticism of Taylor Jenkins because um, I think a lot of people, yeah. crap for whatever reason, <laughs> uh, whatever everybody thinks they can do it better, and it's fine. I get it. Whatever that that's fine. Be the, be the couch quarterback, you know, the, you know, whatever you think. I think if he had to, if I think if he changed how he went and approached that game, I think he'd have went back to Steve-O for the simple fact that it would have made them possibly have to bring JV off the bench, which Steve-O dominates JV in their, in their games. But also, even if it wasn't, I feel like that <laughs> Steve-O had a better chance to keep Larry Nance Jr. off the boards and him yeah. just kind of running. I think what 22 points, I, I believe is what I saw. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. you go back and you actually enforce your will and say, Hey, I know you are going small, and I know Brandon Clark has played very well. He played 20 minutes in the first quarter or first half. I think he <laughs> I, I think he did his job, and I think he was good enough to get to that point and get them through because Brandon Clark <laughs> is a good enough player because of that. But I also think um that he kind of ran out of steam in a sense, because it's the most, most minutes he's played in a long time, but also like, I think going back to Steve-O would have made them, Hey, we're going to go big and we're going to be able to get better shots because of it. And we're going to run Steve-O to the rim. If he can yeah. set the screen and then roll behind jaw or in front of jaw, depending on how the offense works. That was my biggest thing. Cause if Larry Nance is going to kill you, make him kill you from three. Cause that way, at least it's not CJ McCollum killing you yeah. from three right like yeah. if larry nance is getting the open shot in the perimeter i'm much more okay with that than <laughs> right. seeing you know you have santi and brandon in there to feasibly conceivably keep up with their small guys but santi just got torched he's getting cut on he was coming to help and then lance just came in behind him got another dunk and so that was that was the biggest thing so I, i'm with you but Again, it's one game. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not taking too much um, out of the game. There's there's things I would have done differently. Like I said, sort of the armchair quarterback. But I don't know. Listen, they if they survive this stretch without Dez, then that's going to yeah. be great. So let's talk about that. Yep. Let's get to the games real quick. Uh, we had the Grizzlies are going to be at home against the Thunder Friday night. <laughs> 
tomorrow, Mr. Sir coughs a lot, man, we're gonna have to get you like a bleep bar uh, for every time you cough, <laughs> or you're gonna put like a quarter in the quarter in the jar is like kind of a cough jar instead of a swear yeah. jar. Um, all right, so game predictions. Uh, anything you like in this game? Obviously, what I'm excited about. You're about to see two guys who don't shoot well from three, and <laughs> and and Shay and Ja. And they're going to be getting downhill and getting to the front of the rim. You're going to be shooting floaters. It's going to be a two-man show, one on each side, and it's going to be a, a an awesome battle. And it scares me a lot. It scares me. Why are you lot. saying Shea doesn't shoot well from three? He does. He's not known to he's be a good shooter. Okay, that's fine. How many is he taking? I don't know. Okay. I just, I just looked up his percentage real quick when you asked. That. I don't have the attempts, but maybe numbers uh, lie. You say the numbers lie. Sometimes oh, the wait, numbers he's lie. He's only taking three a game. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he's taking. You, listen, I don't like. If you need my address for a for a card to apologize, you can, or you can just tell me here in front of everybody. Whatever you want to do is fine. You but. you still owe me seven cards for any card I owe you. <laughs> so anyway, so so neither one shoot threes. I, at a high volume, okay. They're good. I just was confused. That it's it's irrelevant. Yeah, I am very worried about that game. Yeah, the Grizzlies uh, are a. They give them. They says seventy eight point eight percent chance to win via ESPN. I don't think there's a line out yet. That'd be pretty early for a line, anyways. Dude, that's listen. If I wasn't a homer, I'd be putting money on the Thunder for sure. Based off what really? that says, whatever that line is, I would for sure be hitting it. Listen, the Grizzlies are not gonna. Ha- they're gonna have issues because the, the in the ideal world, Jaron sort of negates the Bane loss, but Jaron's not up to speed yet, and he doesn't do what Bane does. And Bane, Bane is playing at a true All Star level. He's playing at an All Star starter level. If he was doing this for Golden State or the Lakers or somebody, there'd he's be no shoe in. Yeah, no, no, no question. So he's he brings something that can't be replaced and so when you're playing a thunder team that is playing really really well against mm-hmm. good competition it, it's going to be tough they're going to have to guys are going to have to step up I, listen if bane's out what they say two to three weeks two or three uh, two to three weeks let's yeah, say he yeah. comes back in three weeks yeah you've got thunder nets kings pelicans Knicks. Timberwolves, that's going to put you right at the two weeks. So that's I have five hundred would be great. Yeah. <laughs> five hundred would be amazing. I think they can beat the piss out of the Knicks. I put some coming back right around that Heat game. They should beat the Pistons in that. They could beat the Sixers. Sixers don't necessarily shoot the lights out. Um. The Timberwolves, we'll see. I mean, that's gonna that's actually kind of tough. I yeah, you know that you need I, shooting. They're an offensive team. I, and honestly, like I don't want to stop you right there, but I think it I think it can change so quickly. But I think what's the the difference? <laughs> no matter how good uh, a team is, your mute button must not work. I think you're trying to hit it and it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it's not working. That's why I was saying you're coughing. Oh, the whole time. My bad. I, I thought I've been turning this off the whole time. I'm you have not. Away. That's what I was trying to tell oh, you. My bad. No, we can hear every cough you do. Don't worry. There you go. We didn't hear that cough. Um, emphysema, man. Doing audio. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the I, I think what scares me the most is a team that's deep, a team that's got a a, a long, I guess you know, honestly, long and they're strong. We've got to get it going on. Um, I see you laughing at me. Um, a team that is pretty deep and they have a a decent bench. That's what really I think hurts the Grizzlies. The Pelicans, they have a decent bench. And so I think that that's really what the struggle was, in all honesty, uh, with that game because of the state unit. So um, if you look at this OKC team, they're feisty. They're good. I I think my biggest X factor is going to be Steven Adams. Like, what do we do with Steven? Are we going to play him? They have a guy, Poku, seven foot. He weighs maybe 100 pounds. Okay? Like, He's just a tall guy, and that's their tallest guy, their biggest guy. And the rest, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, he's fine. He's 6'8", 240. Steve-O is going to be a monster out there among little kids. It's all about can he stay on the court? Can he enforce his will enough because he's able to use his size to be able to be played? Or are they going to have to go away from him and play a BC, Aldama, Jaron, tighter rotation because this is not a Xavier Tillman game he can stay with the hustle if he wants this is a game that you're going to see a lot of smaller guys that are going to run can Steve-O enforce his will I think this is a chance for Steve-O if he wants to have a big game he could have a monster game he could go off for a double double with 15 rebounds if he will get on the board and and literally control the glass. If he can do that, I think this is an easy game for the Grizzlies. That's has that has to be what he has to do. And if he doesn't, you're in trouble. If he doesn't, we're in trouble because they're going to run, and Shea is going to dominate. So is Ja. We we're going to have the best player on the court. I don't care how good SGA is. I don't. Ja's better. Yeah. I'm just going to put I, that out there. I'm with you. And listen, the Thunder don't have anybody that can keep Ja out away from the rim. Nobody. Right? Nobody. So, Listen, it's going to be a game of whose bigs do more. It just is. Unless the Grizzlies shoot like seven for 30-something from three again. That's just going to not be fun for anybody. But, yeah, they the bigs need to perform for Memphis. Adams needs right. to be able to keep up and stay on the court. And if he can't, then they're going to be in trouble. And I think that's, that's going to be the story. That's going to be the story for all these games until Bain and or Zaire are back. It's yeah. gonna be what it's gonna be. I agree. I think uh I think this could be a huge Bane game. I'm not Bane game, a huge Adams game. I really do. I, I think this mm-hmm. could be a game Ooh. where he says, Hey, you're gonna have to play me. I'm sorry. I know I'm bigger than everybody else, but they can't handle me. He's gotta enforce this well. And I think he will. I think that game, him not being able to play in the fourth quarter, is a prideful guy. I think uh I think he's gonna get out there, and make yep. like that. I, I don't like that you just did that, but yeah, I'm I'm all for him getting his boards. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be yeah, great. Gonna see, we're gonna see Ja dunk on Poku, and he might shatter him, Mr. Glass. Uh, last game, so because you said that, we might do a. Uh, I have not figured out because we just really made these uh, decisions yesterday. Uh, we're gonna do a post game show Friday night. I don't know that yet. Um, I Nate sometimes might be able to more than I can, depending on schedules. Um, so it might be a time where he does that. I don't know. I have not even talked to my wife about it, um, about what plans are of this week for this weekend. Okay. So I don't even know. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but we will have a schedule out. But if you do, if we do have something, you'll be notified. It'll be on our feed. 
somewhere uh, that we're going to go post game show Friday night. Um, real quick, and then we're going to get out of here. We don't spend too much time on this uh, game against the Nets. Uh, do you see Kyrie Irving for back for that game? <laughs> I don't know. He's close. They it's say he's close. A, it's such a mess. I had no idea. They don't want him to play. Let me tell you, they don't want him to play. If they can find a way to not have him be a part of the organization, they will. When I don't blame them. Not for not just for this past thing he did, but for everything that he's just been such a mess for them. But he might play, but that's actually the game I don't think I'm not super worried about for the Grizz. Mm. I don't think I think Adams goes in, dominates. Jaron's gonna dominate that game. I'm much more worried about the Thunder game than I am the Nets game. I'll say that. Wow. Wow. The one so the one you're gonna talk with Ryan about this, but the Kings game. Did you watch the game after ours on Tuesday night? The Kings versus the Nets TNT game? No, I did not. Terrence Davis was the best basketball player on planet Earth for 48 <laughs> Tuesday night. He I, he went scorched earth. It was it was the most fun I've had watching a non-Grizzlies basketball game in a long time. It was like if he could do something awesome, he did something awesome. So I just saw the Kings at their game on Tuesday, and I had to say that because it was unbelievably fun to watch. So you missed out on a show. You really missed out on a show. But back to I the did. Nets, I think the Grizzlies win that game. I think if they, they'll either go 1-1 one and one or 2-0 and oh on this, it's all dependent on the Thunder game, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a game that the Grizzlies, they play well against the, um, the Nets. I think they match up well against them. I think this is another going to be another jaw game. He likes to be on the big stage. It's a six o'clock game on Sunday, and so it'll be matched up a little bit right after uh, you get done with the three o'clock window of NFL games. And so you'll get to watch pretty much an hour or so before the uh, Sunday night football game starts if you're a football person, um, as we all are. But we'll be watching a little bit more of this, and we probably will the Sunday night football. I don't even know who's on this week, but um, I, I do think this is the game where. Man, Steve-O is such an X-factor every single game. I know Ja is the ultimate X-factor. If Ja goes, we go. But Ja went off. Steph Curry went off last night for, for 50, and they still lost. I think you need a little bit more than just one player, and I think they, uh, they're seeing that in Golden State as well. But the Grizzlies are seeing the same thing. So um, I think this is a good game. I think the Grizzlies come out with a dub. I really do think that they are going to be a team to reckon with. We got to get somebody on the second unit. We got to get some consistency. We got to get Bain back. Bain is such a big issue for this team. They are 0 3 this year without Bain. 0 3. Eventually, when he gets back, we get Zaire back. We have Jaron back. Everybody's healthy. I think this team's going to be really, really damn good. And I think it's going to be a team where we might not have to actually go and make that move. I still think we do. I agree with you. I still, still think we need to make a move for a shot creator, somebody who can get hot on that second unit. They don't have to be great defensively. But if you trade away Dylan for that shot creator to move to the second unit, so you're taking a little bit less, if that's the direction they end up going, move off of Dylan for somebody that's going to be good for the second unit, you have to get somebody that's good defensively. I know Zaire's good defensively, but the reason Bain is so good is because he doesn't have to carry such a big load defensively for this team. And that's really what the big issue was early in the season for Bain. Once Dylan got back, I think that unlocked Bain a lot. Any closing words for you? Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm with you. When this team's healthy, I think they're an absolute juggernaut. It's just I think you need to have the emergency guy who can come make shots. 
because inevitably someone's going to be hurt in the playoffs. And so that's yeah. that's why I think they need to make the move. If they were healthy all through the playoffs, I mean, good luck. What are you going to do? Between Bain and Zaire knocking down shots, Jaron being Jaron, and Ja being able to shoot a three and be able to put his nuts in Pirtle's face, <laughs> there's just not much to do. So, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm with you on that. That's the only time I'd want to make a move. But other than that, nothing. Oh, keep checking in. We have uh, weekly recaps coming out, too, from Grizz lead guys. Um, myself, Luke, Chris, some other guys will get on the action. Recaps coming out for every week. But uh, not just talking about what happened in the week, but talking about real takeaways, what mattered from the week, what was good, what was bad, what to look for as the season goes along. So been a lot of fun writing those. Got those coming out. Got a few more exclusive pieces coming out from some guys as well. But just keep tuning in the Grizzly. We're still churning stuff out for you guys. And appreciate you all not just listening to this, but reading those as well. So excited to keep yep. those coming. Yep. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Grizzly has been doing some really good things. Um, you know, that is who we're with. We're with the lead, you know, the lead sports media in general. Grizzly is part of the lead. Uh, but yeah, they're doing great things over there, putting out articles. We're going to make sure we're trying to do a little bit better job of putting them on our Instagram page. So if you follow us or you don't follow us, follow us on Instagram. Uh, just put up uh, Grizz Lead, I believe is what we are. We aren't Grizz 901, we're Grizz Lead. Uh, and then also the Grizz 901 podcast. That's where all the audio is going to be at. Anything related to Grizz 901 uh, will be there. Uh, but also Facebook. We have a Facebook. We're going to keep putting out our articles there now. Um, we kind of had a, uh, come to Jesus this week on me understanding a little bit more of the social media stuff and trying to make sure that we get it out to everyone who wants to read it, see it, hear it. Uh, but we're going to do, a, uh, hopefully do a better job of getting our content out in front of the people. Uh, and I'm hoping these post game shows are awesome. Uh, so if you want to join us live, we're going to be on YouTube live. You're going to hear, um, everything from us immediately, but if not, you can, I will upload the podcast that night so it's to you whenever you want it. That gives you a bigger window to be able to hear it. You'll be able to hear it first thing when you wake up throughout the day and not have to wait so long. And we actually miss out on a lot of listeners because of that. So that's all we have. Make sure you have a great week. We're going to get two dubs this week. We might be here Friday night with a post-game show, but if not, we'll make sure we talk to you sometime next week. But we have two shows, a brand new show, Free Basketball, coming out as well. Uh, it could be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, but both shows, no bluffing, free basketball coming out pretty quickly. That's it. Be nice. Tell your friends. <laughs>